and welcome back to the second annual Haunted Minds Anthologies with your host, Jody Pratt and Patrick Wigfall. Don't get too scared. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, <laughs> it's on Pat today for the Haunted Minds Anthology Season 2. And uh, take it away, Broda. All right, I got a I got a little story for y'all. Uh, it's um, based around a uh, father and his son. They're going on a camping trip or a hunting trip, really. And it's I wouldn't call it a tumultuous time, but he's just he's just left the house. Him and mom aren't together anymore, and so he hasn't been seeing as much of his son as he'd like because of you know the situations and whatnot. And uh, he gets that time alone with them. And his son is a little bit resentful, but also he wants that time with his father. So it's not a, uh, fuck you, dad. It's more like a, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, it's a like, it's good to be able to be around you without other things happening and phone calls and all that good jazz. And so his father's a hunter. He's not. He definitely doesn't feel that vibe of hunting. But you know what? If it gets me closer to my dad at the end of the day, I'll do it. And so he goes on this uh, hunting trip with them. And it's uh, during his father regularly hunts. And so he's scouted out a region and he's seen some deer and he's like, this is the area to go for it. And it's a season of the rut where like male deer are like trying to bust. You feel me? <laughs> and, and they're trying to fight anything that comes towards them. Right. And so, um, you know, you get that beautiful velvet look of blood coming off of their horns and whatnot, all that good jazz. But um, he's telling me, he's like, hey, be careful. These deer are dangerous. Uh, they, they're, Their pheromones and hormones are through the roof right now. So, you know, you see something, don't approach it. And then he's like, but this is a good deer area. And they're going to their uh, his uh, father's uh, Uncle John's property. In Kentucky, and so they get really good white hell up there, and so they're gonna go hit it hard. He's already scouted the area; he already knows what's up. And so they're driving out to the area. And a little thing I want to add in is that, like, while this is happening, there's a lot going on on his father's side, and very little coming back from the son. So his dad is doing a lot of vo- like a lot of vocalism, like he's just speaking, and his son is hearing it. And he's not upset about it, but he's just not responding that much. So he's like, yeah, the fucking, the socks are doing really well this year. Or he's just like, uh, yeah, work has been crazy. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, <clears throat> there's a new pool boy in the apartment complex, and he never wears clothes. It's kind of weird. And, and I think he's like, going to snatch a few cougars up, if you know what I'm talking about. And he's just like, yeah. What, what, what makes him so non- like him not replying what, to his dad. Well, I would I would say it's mainly due to the fact that this is the first time they've had alone time in a long time. How's the son? How the son is about thirteen, I'd say. Oh, that's a good uh, fuck you age. And, but it's it, it's a good fuck you age. But he was raised he was raised with a father that was present up until the last like year and a half, due to the split, him leaving, his dad having to work more to afford a new apartment, you know, and leaving the house that you know he paid for. So it's heavy, heavy, it's heavy, heavy, heavy emotions. Coming it, it's heavy. And uh, he, he wants to tell his daddy misses him. But also, you know, he wants him to know that, like... Fuck you for leaving, bud. 
Yeah, like, like, why don't you just fucking tough it out, sav it out, nigga, and be just unhappy for stay me? Stay forever. Yeah, why not do that? Yeah. And so he's he's his dad is talking about how good the deer are here, how lucky he is that his uncle John, you know, has his property still, you know, two hundred acres. And while they're doing this, this or while his dad is talking, he looks over and they're on a one way going down a Kentucky dirt road. You feel me? And he looks over and he sees a deer is standing, I'd say, about 50 yards away, just standing there. But it's looking the way that they're going. And then while he's looking at it, he kind of like zones out and doesn't hear his dad anymore. And he's just like, he's captivated by the deer at this point. And he's like, and he point, he goes to point at it and his finger hits, hits the uh, windshield. And he's like, he's like, dad, dad, there's a deer. And he's like, oh, you're going to find them all over here. And he looks over, and the deer is now looking at him from a distance, right? And he's like, oh, Dad, there's a deer. And he's like, you feel that in you? It's called buck fever. You're going to love that shit. And uh, and so he – but the son doesn't <laughs> – he doesn't, he doesn't take that as creepy. He takes it as there's deer in the area. And so as they pull up to their campsite, you know, they unload, yada, yada, yada. And their dad is like, you know, they left early. So I'd say they got there around 11 a.m. They traveled for about three and a half hours. So they got there around 11 a.m., set up camp, uh, clean their guns. And, you know, they have that father time where everything is really like showing that they have that relationship. But it's just been time. And then he's like, let's just go scout a few places. Nothing too far, maybe a mile, mile and a half. And we'll see if we got any good trails in the area, and we'll go about that. And so they go off into the the wilderness. The dad only takes a sidearm with them because they're not planning on shooting. And and their tag, I would say, is for only one. And he's going to do some illegal shit and hand the gun to his son if he gets a good shot. You know what I mean? And so... They go out with just a handgun just to protect them against whatever might be out there. And they go up and they find like a tree stand, an old tree stand that wasn't theirs prior. And they're like, oh, that's a tree stand. That's a, that's a really good one. The dad starts to go up to go check it out. And he's like, hey, this has been here. It's rusted in. But the seed is still good. We, you know, we can make some work out of this. And so while he's finagling with that, his... uh son sees a, a rack of like a deer rack right uh, a bull a bull you know what i mean and he sees it like it's going away from you but it's coming towards you kind of thing where it's backwards right and as he's seeing this he's confused on how the configuration is going the opposite direction <laughs> And then there's a break, and he sees that the deer is looking completely behind itself as it's walking. Damn. And he's like, dad, 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 dad. And then and then he sees the deer bolt off, but it, it, it jumps off, and its arms, its front limbs go awkward size and, like, bow. So it, like, so it, goes, it goes outward instead of straight forward. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. It almost goes like a, a child falling. To where like you know you're gonna hit your face when you when you go palms down on a slippery oh, surface. So it's even like wider and the elbows are up. Yeah. Okay, okay. Exactly. 
And he's like, what the fuck, dad, dad, dad. And then he's just like, now hold on, now hold on. And I'd say his dad's name is Jeremiah. His name is Ethan. They're the Westbrooks. Um, and they're from central Kentucky, city Kentucky. But his dad loves to hunt, and he's had this property, and he's been milling around for the last, you know, 15 years, fucking with it. So he's not scared of ending these woods because he's never seen anything in these woods. Yeah. But he's never gone to this part of the property because this part of the property wasn't leased to them until uh, an extended member of the family died and they inherited that extra part of property. So it's all coming together, really? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it, it's a part of property that only one family member owned and they were recluse, didn't really talk out like that, and then they died. Mm. And so he wants his son to experience something good and he knows that the deer in that area were really strong. They were really big, and he was like, you know, you catch yourself a big buck, you're hooked for life. And so he comes down, and his son is trembling at the bottom of the tree, and he's like, hey, hey, man, I saw a deer with his head backwards. He was like, these woods will get you caught up. You know what I mean? You know, you saw, you got you got the buck fever. You saw something that you want, and you want to get it, and it's throwing things in your mind. He's like, this isn't what you're saying it is. I know what the head was backwards. And then uh, his father's just, he downplays it, but he's also just like, it, it's its the rut. They get crazy and sometimes they hurt themselves real bad and they'll be alive for a little bit longer than they should. And he like tells a story of like, yeah, uh, <clears throat> like he saw one male, big male with like another male's horns interlocked with his. You're literally in my mind, dog. You're literally in my mind. That's exactly what I was saying. He's like, I've seen, I've seen in person, the head ripped off of one hanging in the horns of another. Yeah. And if the rut makes you look at your, uh, the person you killed forever until he dies and you die, that's just called fate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, that's a shitty thing to say to Shout me, Dad. To Kentucky niggas who laugh like that. <laughs> and so. And so basically, he doesn't downplay it, but he's like, it's the rut. They they can hurt themselves severely, and they'll live for a second, but then that's going to fall and die. He's like, that's why we come out here, because they're dumb right now. They're dumb. They're only worried about busting nuts and killing and fighting. That's what they're worried about right now. So, you know, you get two of them fighting, or you get one, you know, cooing after a chick or whatever, what you call it, bugling after a chick. He's open season. He's letting you know where he's at. And he goes through this whole, like, long, extended thing about why he just saw a deer with his head backwards. Mm. But then they go to bed, right? And this is where it gets a little weird because I would say they go to bed in separate tents because the dad wants him to be a man about it. And, And he's 13. He's a big boy. He's not a small cat. You know, for 13, he's 5'8", you know, 212, 2'10". Big boy. That's a big boy. You know what I mean? He, he's, a, he's a tight end, and, and he does work. He does work against the bigger boys, too. Yeah. He's fast, you know, and uh, but he only got into it because of his father. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not his passion. It's not what he wants to do, but it's just doing it to please his father, like this hunting trip. And so uh, they separate and they're doing their things. And whilst they sleep, um, the father completely goes to sleep. He's like, I, we need to wake up at four, uh, at 
we need to be out before the sun gets up and catch that trail that he saw that weird deer at. Because if they're fighting that bad with their breaking necks, that's where the money's at. Yep. And he's thinking that he just caught a deer that broke its neck and was still alive for a few trots. Because when his son explained how the, the legs were splaying out when he jumped, he's going to be like, oh, that's that's because it, it, it was fucked up from the fight. Yeah, it, it, testosterone and yeah. uh, adrenaline and shit. Yeah, all that good jazz. Yeah. Will keep you going for longer than you probably should. Yep. You know what I mean? I just watched a video literally today of a dog jumping off three stories. I saw that too. And then just running away. And I was and like, that dog died later. Those aren't regular dogs. Those are... Those are um, skinwalkers, nigga. Uh, those, <laughs> those are what you call it. They're in Africa, and they're uh, these niggas. They're they're a wild dog, like a like a dingo. Yeah, it's something like that. It's a wild dog. They're not regular dogs. Oh yeah, it's not like a, a pomeranian. That's why hopping the, off the nigga edge. thought about jumping off. He yeah, because I can do this. Yeah, he he. I got this. The nigga walked up there. <laughs> you know what it was? They're smart enough to make bets, and he was like, "I bet you, you can't you jump." You saw up the, the third, other nigga though. that jumped behind him, or who was running behind him? No, he was like, "God damn, nigga!" Like you know what I mean? He he trotted off perfectly fine, not even limping or anything. And what's crazy is, I think that dog's still alive. If it didn't die like, within five minutes, that dog he should have been limping at least. But he yeah. was just like shook it off and was just like. All right, where the hell is that? Because I've seen dogs get like knocked out and they get up and they're all spindly. You know what I mean? Yeah. He Whereas was like perfectly fine. He trotted off in a direct pattern. He made a beeline to that treat because they were like, "You jump off that, we'll give you two Scooby snacks." And he was like, "Nigga, bet. What if I do a backflip?" <laughs> and just like, <laughs> and the nigga aimed for the bushes. I'm telling you, Isn't he did crazy? better what than Dwayne fuck? Johnson and Samuel Jackson. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what was the What was the song that played? Uh, uh, uh. uh Free Fallen? Nah. That was a joke. That was a punchline. Oh, I, yeah, I'm really trying to figure it out. Sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, so. Didn't they say that a hero say One that? of the best songs of all time. Yeah. One of the best songs of all time. Shout out to Spider-Man. Oh, my God. I love that song. I, wa- I would watch the movie, and I felt I, I owed it to the movie to watch it every time I wanted to watch that at the end of the VHS. Yeah. Didn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, lady. But anyways, um. Fuck, where was that? Uh, you were at his dad, like, we got to get up early. We got to get up early. Oh, he's like, so. we got to get up early. We gotta... So he, he immediately goes to sleep. And his dad's not a drinking guy. He's more of a smoking guy. Yeah. Like cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, he goes to bed with no problem. His son doesn't go to bed. And his son hears uh, footprints around the camp. But it sounds like a deer. Footsteps? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, what would you call him? Like a trot, you know what I mean? Mm. Of a of the a, leaves kind of crackling yeah, and of a four legged thing, not a two legged thing. Yeah. And then as as it gets closer, and this is coming from personal experience because I've had a deer like poke its face into your tent, like not its face into your tent into like the mesh of the tent. Yeah. And protrude in, figuring shit out. Yeah, and it's just like, what is this? And it's like, ooh, it it goes in. It doesn't stop. It's not like something I can smell. And then he's like, there's something in there. But anyways, the deer is trotting in, right? Or what he assumes is a deer. And he hears his dad snoring, right? And he's just like, okay, we got deer in camp. We're not going to have to go too far. So he's trying to, like, please his dad in his own mind immediately and be like, I'm going to let him know this in the morning. He's going to be so hyped. But there's a little little bit of that trepidation of, like, what I just saw earlier. 
did that thing come back? And so as it's walking through camp, he hears it moving. And then it starts to make like a popping sound. And I would say like the sound of if you've ever seen like a grappling match where somebody breaks an arm or like pops a ligament on the kneecap, that snap, like almost like a, a hard thing of like celery or something. You know what I mean? Like, and he's just like, well, yo, what is that? And then what was on two feet or four feet is now on two feet. But he hears like a staggering, almost like a drunk person walking through camp. And then he's like, and he's just like, what the fuck is that? And then his dad stops snoring, right? And he's like, what the fuck is that? And then you hear it take off into the woods. And so that's the story he gives his dad in the morning. His dad's like, let's just go out. That means they were in camp. He's like, but I hear it popping like something was breaking. He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They go out. <clears throat> and this is where I want your 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 opinion on. Should I do the climax ending right now to rush them to the cabin? Or should it be climax being the origin of the story? Smashing, licking the brain. Uh, oh, okay. Um, should that should that be the their reasoning for running to the cabin? Yes. Or should that be what let, they see? Let after that be the, the reasoning because the, the from what I remember, it gets heavier than that. So, yes. Yes. So yeah. So let that be the reasoning. Okay. Yeah. All right. So th- they leave out. They the leave reason? out. Reasoning. <laughs> Either way, uh, they leave out. And then his dad hears the stream and he's like, oh, that's always a great spot. That's always a great spot because you're going to, especially in this season, you know, everybody's going for water. Everybody's going hard in the paint with the rut. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a water source. They post up at a region, I'd say 30 feet elevation from a lower land that falls off of a, what do you call it when it's a waterfall, but it's not falling like that like a downward stream no like a like a like a a a real steep stream um is it like like a white water raft kind of thing like white water raft but not yeah white water raft into a into a basin of water that i'd say is 30 feet by 30 feet that feeds back into a stream yeah, that sounds about what you kind of explained like that. That's pretty much what it is. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's what it is. A big babbling brook. A big babbling brook leading into a smallish waterfall into a basin of water. And um, it, it's all surrounded by uh, rocks like uh, granite or uh, limestone or whatever, right? For the region, I think. And, and so they see a deer burst out of the bushes and his dad smacks him on the shoulder and is like, that's yours right there. That's what we're taking home today. And he sees the deer flicking its head around, tripping. And then the deer stands up on two feet for a second and looks like a drunk person on two feet. And then it walks over to a stone face and bashes his head in, right? Until, like, brain starts to, like, brain matter, like, flecks of brain matter are visible from where they're at. And is, is, it a, is it a sow or is it a 
a buck. It's a buck. So, like, picture the image of a buck smashing its head in because it has to go through the horns. Yeah, so it's so breaking the, the bits horns of the are horns. Flex, flecking exactly. away, and, and it, the, the sound away. reverberating off the off the rock face is coming back into them so heavy they can feel it in their bones, yeah. like it's shaking their guts a little bit. Yeah, and and you see bits of their face mixed in with the raw image of this buck standing up on two legs, and you can see its hips are distended or 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 loose. Because of how it's standing, that it shouldn't be standing like that, but it's doing it. And as it's bashing its head in, it's losing its its antlers as it's doing it. And you got to mind you, remind you that it's the rut, so there's it looks like blood on his antlers. The velvet is coming off. And so, as he's beating his head in, you get that kind of mixed in with the, his his actual brain matter that's coming out. And then he licks the brain matter. He starts to lick the brain matter off of the rock face, but he's holding his his two front legs to like stabilize him like a drunk man peeing as it licks. And so it's like kind of wavering, but it's licking the brain matter off of off of the rock face. Right. And then it starts to walk towards the water and it looks at the boy and the dad and walks in just enough to where its head is underwater and drowns itself. God damn. I like that. And so the father is shook. Son is traumatized. He's traumatized. At this point, there is no calling it back. There is no like, it's the rut. And so the father's like, we need to get out of here. And the son is like, bet. <laughs> yeah. And they grab their guns. They leave their canteens that they had. They leave everything that they had. They, he just grabs something to protect them, and they run away. And they run to the woods. And, and he's the dad, you have to realize, after seeing that, and they're like, I just brought my son out here to this shit. And he's been telling me he saw weird shit. And what the fuck am I doing out here? I could have just, just talked to him. I, did I need to take him out here to do this? Like... All of this is going into a guilty man's mind for something you didn't do. He didn't put himself like his son in this position on purpose, but now they're in this position. So he's he's running, he's running, he's running, and then his son spots a cabin, and he's just like he's like dad a cabin, and he's like what the fuck? He's like that has to be one of the rangers' post. Runs towards it, and then like he gets to the door and. It looks like a well-to-do cabin. Nothing is, like, dilapidated. And he's like, hello, hello. He's banging on the cabin door. He's like, hello, hello. Oh, try the door. The door is open. And he's like, what the? He's like, hello, hello. You know, we just saw some crazy shit. Is this the ranger's post? Hello? And then, you know, this at this point, since they've been out there for a few hours, it's going into 4 or 5 o'clock. When you're in that wooded area, you're not going to get good coverage of sun after, like, 5 or 6 p.m. So it starts to get dark, and the son is like, I don't think we should stay here. Father's like, we need to stay here. We, we At least we know where it's coming from. Out in the woods, we won't know until it's on us. And he's like, there's also cougars out here. There's also bears out here. Like, you know, I know they're black bears, but, you know, they catch you slipping, they catch you slipping, basically. 
And mind you, the dad is a hunter who who has seen a lot of things, like a lot of fucked up things, like bears eating baby bears. You know what I mean? He's seen things happen where he's like, these animals don't, they don't pretend to care about you. If, if they get an option, they're going to take it. And so he's giving him that spiel, and he's just like, all right. And he's like, you go to sleep, I'll stay up. I promise you nothing is going to break through that door. Dad is here. He's got his gun. And I'm going to post up right here and make sure nothing happens. And so son falls asleep trusting his father as he should. And he's sitting there holding his gun, staring out. I'd say there's a window that has a little bit of a crack in it as far as like the the, the drape. And he's just staring at how well lit it is outside with that moon. There's no clouds. And so, like, he's seeing little things fly past, like the little bugs or whatever. And he's like, damn, this is crazy. He's just taking in the moment of, like, how the fuck did it end up here? And then he hears hoof prints, like hoofs, uh, the clonking of hoofs on the, the front porch patio area. And again, it sounds like something drunk, like stumbling along it's not a, a a healthy trot it's like i'm fucked up kind of thing and he's like what the fuck and as it approaches the door he hears a knock and he's just like and he he has to take it in and be like oh there's no reason that anything should be knocking at this time of hour he's like do you live here hello and but it's a healthy knock it's not a bang but it's a healthy knock and he's like if this is your home we, we just needed shelter we're sorry but st- state who you are and so he stands up and he's like i'm gonna blow whatever this is out whatever it is i've got this 30-odd six or whatever, you know, like, I don't know gun terms and shit, but a big gun, right? Yeah. And he goes up in the door and he's like, (sighs) (sighs) pulls it open and there's nothing there. And he's like, walks out in the steps, looks around, and he's just like, all right, let's just take this W and go back inside. Walks back inside. Goes to sit by his son, drifts off after that. Because the adrenaline dump is going to put you to sleep. Let's be real. Wakes up with his son being like, Dad, we need to go. Like, we, we got to get back to camp. We got to get out of here. And he's like, all right, man. And so they head out from the cabin, right? Unscathed, right? And as they're going through, this is the only reason why I didn't want to switch around that back end. Uh-huh. Was because it showed the dad the way I wanted it. Okay. So then, what I'm gonna do now is make up a ju- entirely different thingy, okay. and then tell me if you like it, and we switch it around if we don't. Right. Uh, walk into the forest. They come up on like a, a clearing, down into a valley where you can clearly see civilization. Rinky Dink Town. Rinky Dink Town. I mean, like there's. One corner store, there's a pharmacy, there's a, a, a lawyer spot, and then there's a construction, like, um, like what do they call the places when you hire people? What are those places called? 
Um, Where it's like, all we do is get you a job. Oh, shit. I didn't have a bunch of them motherfuckers. Um, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yep, yep. Employment, employee, employee. Employment, district. No. Well, it, either way. It, it, that kind of, I, we don't even go in that deep into it. Yeah. It's whatever. There, there are four stores on a street, and then there's two houses on either end, and those houses are connected to, like, storage companies. So it's like, it's a small house. They live above the shop, and then they, got, they own a few, like, RVs or whatever there. And so they see, they see safety. They see freedom. And as they're running down, what I want to say is that they see mutilated bodies of deers as they're walking, right? And, like, their head's bent backwards to where their... The back of their head is touching their spine, right? Damn. And then it, it looks like a whole bunch of yoga poses. Let's just put it like that, right? Mm-hmm. And they're seeing this, and they're realizing as they get closer to town, the the amounts of deer bodies are massive. There's 30, 40 deer within eyesight, all bent and broken, trying to get to this town. And Dad is trekking along, and he looks worried initially, right? And as he's running along... He's looking at them like almost like a, not what remorse, but what like a empathy. What were these creatures? What 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 was broken in them that made them do this to themselves? You know what? No holy creature could have done this to them. And as he's running along, he looks scared, and his son is terrified, just sprinting forward, right? And and their truck is at the bottom of this. Thing. Let's just add that in there. Fuck it. Or it's not. There's a phone. There's a phone. And as they're running, it shows the sun seeing it and really breathing in that all these creatures are mutilated around them. And as you watch from his perspective, you can see his dad looking around because now that they're not running, they're going down a steep face. You can kind of see a facial feature. And it go from terrified and empathy to a smirk to a really, really hard grin. And then at a certain point, his father stops moving like a full human. His father starts to, like, hit those rock faces smoother than you should be able to. And then at a certain point, because I saw this video that would be really dope. I saw this video of this hawk in the wind and its head stayed still as its body moved to like keep its eyesight on something. Yeah. And so it's hitting this rock face coming down. His head is keeping eyes on the boy without moving as he's moving down a rock face with a gun in his hand. Right. And then as, as they get down, the boys all cut up from the rock face and breathing hard as a young boy shouldn't over his 40 something year old dad. And his dad gets down. And he's like, all right, let's call your mother. And he's like, you would never call mom. He was like, it's crazy. Like in his head, he was like, this crazy. It would take this, right? And as they go to walk, they get stopped. It's like a jump scare by the sheriff in the region. Like, hey, there's no hunting in this area. Did you not see all the signs? And the dad's like, no, we didn't. We won't hunt here. Puts his hand on his boy and looks at him, right? And his eyes are completely fine. He looks 
way more normal than he should. And as he walks to the car with the boy, uh, oh, no, he called for the mom. Right? He'd have to call for the mom because they, they ran away. They didn't run in their car. They ran to the closest thing they saw was civilization. Fuck, how do you end that? How do you end that? I wanted to end it with the feast, but it's like, how do they get back to the house and nobody trips? Oh, you know what? I thought it was, uh, I didn't know that you ended it like that. The no, feast part. It ends with uh, them getting home with the deer and then like they're eating it and then like I wanted the the talking deer face in the back. I did not know that. What we ended it on was the, was the, you know, the giant heap of deer that were chasing them. Remember? Holy shit. Yeah, we, we ended it like that. Hmm. The giant heap of deer chasing them? Yeah, it was like a... It was you like know a, why? Because we both came up to that, that food part and we both had a different idea and we changed it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because you, you brought up the conversation about it ending with them at a at a dinner. And then I was like, Would it, wouldn't it be dope if like they were eating the deer that they dragged from the forest? Mm. Because the overarching theme of this story is that there's like a, a spiritual realm or portal that's in this area and these deer are being inhabited by demons and they can only make it so far from the portal with such a weak physical specimen. Like as far as like intellect and like the capacity to understand what you're dealing with. Yeah. And so this, we get all these mutilated deers acting weird and doing weird shit and they're hoping to jump into one of these people that come to hunt these deer. And so they go to a packed area or they didn't go to a packed area. They just happened to be spawned in a packed area. And that's why when they're going over that shit towards the village or towards that city, they're seeing so many mutilated deers. You could, um... They're just dying on the way out. It's like Wi-Fi. Like, once you get past that Wi-Fi point, you just die. Yeah. So you could have uh, ended, like, because obviously the dad is possessed now. Yeah, 100%. And he just picks up a, a deer off the side of the road and picks it as... That's we're gonna eat this. Call your mother; she's gonna prepare it. Ooh, okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. They, uh, he's like, "Can I get your phone?" To the to sh- the sheriff that stops him, and he's like, uh, "My personal." He's like, "I just need to call my wife. We came out of the wrong side. It's got a little bit turned around. I just want to have her pick us up over here, and then we'll go get our truck." And he's like, "Oh, no problem, man." And then he gives him the phone. <sighs> Sheriff pulled away to his car. He's like, hey, honey. And she's like, honey. He's like, hey, we, we got turned around in the woods. Um, we came out and reached in um, Valley. And she's like, that is so... F-. He's like, I know, I'm sorry, but we got a nice buck for you. And like, we'll stock your freezer for the whole winter. And she's just like, is, is, is... What the fuck was something? Elliot or something? Ethan. Shit? Ethan. Ethan. Is Ethan okay? He's like, Ethan is perfectly fine. And Ethan's kind of like pawing at him like, I want to talk to her. Let me talk to her. And he's just like, okay, yeah, we're at edge. uh, Yeah, right at the edge by the 405. Okay, we'll meet you there. Bye. Tones all off. Everything's all off. They go to pick him, or she goes to pick him up. As they're driving away, he's like, pull over right here. This is where we shot the deer. 
and then gets out and loads a full deer by himself. And the son is kind of like in a traumatic state, I would say. You got to realize, at 13, seeing all this shit, running for the last day and a half, haven't eaten in about a day, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to compartmentalize everything you've seen. So I would say he gets out of the car and loads the deer by himself, and they drive away, and you see the deer, like, flinch on the way out as it's driving away. And you just took in, like, a, a demon with you on top of the demon that's in him. So it's going to jump from somebody to somebody. Yeah, because that's what he purposely wanted to do, pass on. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, that's it. You like that? I like it. I I, I feel like I wish I would have came up with something, like, before. I sw- like, the, the switching around of the end really made me make the dad more of not a human. So it kind of does make me feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just leave the cat because, yeah, it, it it definitely, it it made me rethink how to end it. And rethinking it made it a little more logical. It, this is not logical at all. No, uh, it just made it more logical in my head. Oh, in your head. In my so, head. So what's the name again? The Rut. I like that. I like that. And in the terror is more situational scene wise yeah feeling emotion yeah emotional terror than just a bunch of pop out scare because i think what what people could understand who are adept to like forest living and and hunting what would respect that like you know how the rack of a deer is on its head whether you see the where you see the head or not the deer's point, the, like the antlers point in a certain way. You know, you like I'm probably say, probably say like one in a billion or something, one in a million, where they're backwards and they're walking forwards. You know, like so, I wanted more of like that visual look of like this shouldn't be happening, and only the son is seeing it, and the father wants his son to enjoy it, so he's overlooking things that you know. You, you said that in fucking South Sack, we would be like, no, you saw a deer with his head backwards. We don't go to uh, Rio Linda anymore. Mm. It's just that just take that place off the map. Exactly. But he's like trying to get his son to like feel what he's feeling. He thinks he's got buck fever. Like, nah, he's demons are looking at him in these woods. Mm. And that's essentially what he saw in the beginning. That's why the deer was looking straight like a poster. And then next time he looked at him, was looking at him. And then backwards head breaks his face, licks his brain. All different deers. Drowns itself. Exactly, because all these deers for sure died right after. Yeah. This is just a, a demons hopping around for that split moment to be able to get a look at you and see where you're at and be like, How, can I make that jump? And that jump is, like my mom always said, you've got to let the devil into your house. He can't just come in. Yeah. And so when he opened up that shed door. Boom, nigga. Hold that. He's a demon. Because to be sure, he could have shot the door and I think they would have made it out the woods yeah he answered the door he answered that knock you don't answer to the devil dog Damn. you rebuke him in the name of the lord alright <laughs> we're broke uh, <laughs> I did say rebuke no, we're broke I, I just oh, said okay. it differently I was just uh, like damn it boom pal how you like Pat now baby good shit bro close that shit out 
All right, thank you guys for joining us on the Haunted Minds Anthologies. Season two, uh, nigga. Season two. I enjoyed the fuck out of this. Um, we're getting better as we go. It, 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 it was a nice pickup, and I'm glad to be back. He's glad to be back. And uh, just show love, support, spread the word, let people know we're back. And uh, fucking leave some comments. Give us some ideas, and let us run with those. And we're thinking about other things later on, so... Keep an open mind to like being a part of this as far as uh, helping us out with the story that we can create with you or something. All right. This is Jody Pratt with my fellow host, Patrick Wickfall. We love you. Don't stop being creative. Peace. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>